What's good, guys? Welcome back to the Milk Carton series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we are back with season two of our series on here. We thank you so much for tuning in, and let's get started into season two. Today's episode is about a 28-year-old man who was brutally mutated, but when his autopsy report came back, it stated that he died of an overdose. Twenty-eight-year-old Alfred Wright went missing on November 7, 2013, while traveling to treat a patient. On the night of his disappearance, the father of three called his wife to inform her that his truck had broken down outside a Hempfell grocery store and that he needed to be picked up. But however, when his parents arrived at the grocery store to assist their son, they found his truck abandoned and Wright was missing. Wright was a physical therapist, so normally he would travel about 45 minutes in between jobs, but then his truck had overheated. And like I said, he called his wife, but on this day, his wife couldn't pick him up because his children were actually sick. So she called his parents, and that's when the parents went to go pick him up. But this is where it gets like crazy in the story. So when officials found, when they get to the scene of where he was last seen, right, officials ended up finding clothes scattered around a field, and it was like tangled in a barbed wire fence. And they also had the dogs out there looking for him, but of course the dogs lost their scent of him. But his story, y'all, is like mind-boggling because it takes turn after turn for Despite the strange circumstances and the trail of clothes and belongings, the sheriff, whose name is Maddox, said nothing suggested foul play. It just suggested that there were red flags. Alfred's truck still hadn't been searched, nor had any family members been asked for sworn statements. This is why I say the case is bizarre and crazy. (laughs) Because it was as if the sheriff did not care about the well-being of Alfred. Wright went missing on a Thursday, and by Monday, the search was called off. Wright's family and friends, along with a growing number of local residents, said the search wouldn't have been abandoned so soon if he was not black. But the sheriff, he promised that this investigation would continue after the ground search ended. But weeks later, on end, the sheriff had little to say about this case. Wright's family had believed that local officials weren't taking the case seriously. Volunteers from Jasper, Texas had turned away, had been turned away by officials. They were either saying that um, some of them weren't in good shape or some of them were wearing the wrong clothing to search for someone as if you need to have the right clothing on to search for someone. How in the world does that make sense at all? And then A cop was on Facebook making jokes about Mr. Wright, basically saying, well, he's probably laying low, enjoying a beer on the beach somewhere, as if this is the time to be joking about a missing person. So on the 18th day after the disappearance, Alfred's family and friends from Jasper took up the job. And this is when they went to search this private land. And what's ironic about this land, guys, It has been said that this land was already searched. So 
volunteers decided to go and search this area again. They began to tear through the hills, the mud, the trees, all different types of things. Three hours in, a strong wind blew past one of the leaders in this group, right? He said it could smell like death. So as he begins to get closer to this smell, he ends up finding a body. When Reverend Douglas Wright Sr., Alfred's father, came across the body, he knew instantly it was his child because Alfred had an angel wing tattooed across his shoulders. So he knew in that moment that that was his son. And he began to blurt out the words, they killed my boy, they killed my boy. Because to him, it was no surprise. Alfred's, Alfred's body was found face down. He was stripped to his underwear. He had on shoes and one sock. His skin was an ashy gray with patches of white. His neck was discolored like a dark bruise. His left ear was gone. His throat was slit. And it did come out he also had missing teeth and his eye was gone as well. Deputies were called. It would take about a half an hour to an hour to get there. When they came, they approached, of course, the family and friends. But this is when Alfred's father declined to talk to them and he wanted a Texas Ranger. And when the Texas Ranger by the name of Danny Young arrived, he basically said, no, I do not want him because this ranger was in cahoots with, of course, the sheriff. So he did not trust him. He said, it's about me having to live with this for the rest of my life because he knew that this Texas ranger wouldn't do his, his job the correct way. The next closest Texas ranger wouldn't be able to make it until the next day. So... Mr. Wright agreed to wait overnight beside his son's body. Can you imagine that your child has just been brutally murdered? You don't know what in the world has happened to him. And you wait with your child's body to protect it in the best way that you can because you know that this town is known for, you know, murdering black people. And the reason I say that this town is known for their reputation because in 1998, the murder of James Brown Jr., he was brutally murdered because he accepted a ride from three white men, two with ties to a white supremacist prison gang who drove him to a field. They beat him, changed, chained him to a truck, and dragged him for over three miles. Alfred's body was taken to Beaumont, this is where a pathologist in the Sublime County performed the autopsy and Ranger Young supervised. But the family also did a second autopsy and they got this one done from a pathologist from Houston to conduct an independent examination. In January, the Texas Department of Public Safety released official autopsy reports. It noted no signs of trauma on Alfred's body. The autopsy attribute his death to a dose of cocaine and methamphetamine. But this is where I was confused. In the first autopsy report, they didn't put anything related to his wounds. They basically put that his wounds were done by animals out there being in the field. They, and, and, and insects, which is like, what? 
They didn't put any signs of a torture. (laughs) And they cited that this was an ongoing investigation. And of course, state investigators refused to comment on the case further. But like I said, in this first autopsy report, it was like, what? Because Alfred had lost not only his ear, he lost his eye, his tongue, three teeth, and a fingernail. So how does that contribute to wild animals and insects? I'm so confused. But in mid-January, this case actually made national news. Andy Cooperson 360 introduced this case on his platform, and he began to touch on it. And this is where Alfred's case began to take a bigger rise because you got to realize when you're in these towns, sometimes people don't really hear your cases. Like I say all the time in my YouTube videos, I have never heard of this case. I probably did, but I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't remember anything about this case of Alfred Wright, and that's the honest truth. The family did hire a private investigator in this case, and the private investigator did find out that they believed that Alfred was having an affair. And ironically, the person he was having an affair was, was with was the sheriff's daughter. But of course, the sheriff and the young lady declined that this was happening. But the investigator, of course, found receipts. But in this case, it takes strange cases. Of course, the second autopsy came out and it basically stated that there was an indication of a homicide, which the first autopsy failed to state. And it discussed more about his, you know, his trauma. And honestly, this case is, like I said, it's bizarre in its own manner. And you think it gets, it gets crazy? No. So in August of 2014, of course, the case has been sitting, of course, right? So the U.S. Attorney's Office in Beaumont announced the indictment of 28-year-old Shane Dwayne Hagnot of Jasper. They charged... (laughs) I'm laughing because for me, when I read this, I felt like they only charged him because they needed a scapegoat. Because this case had went from something very small to, oh, now the national news knows. Oh, now we have you know, major key players in this case who's taking a look at it. It's it's making a grand, you know, moment. You know, not not that many black people, you know, get because again, people of color are not always in the national news. So you have to realize, especially when you're living in a racist town. <laughs> a racist town. But his family believed that Shane was a scapegoat as well. They believed that more people needed to be involved. They needed to be indicted as well because they do not believe that he was the only one because they only charged Shane with, you know, distributing the drugs to him. And to me, I was like, okay, you charged him for that, but who murdered this man? Because in my opinion, I do not believe a grown man is going to cut out his tongue and do all that to himself. He's just not. Especially when this town has already had a lot of racial, you know, cases going on, racial, racial people in general. But 
his family continues to keep his name alive and I thought this case was truly bizarre I have not seen anything like it and what's even more ironic because I forgot to mention is the sheriff had failed to mention that he had seen Alfred the night he disappeared because he stopped at that same grocery store and he had seen Alfred you know on the phone as he was about to call you know of course his wife but of course you know he failed to comment on anything honestly it's just a case of you know people who are in in these so-called powerful positions Alfred's sister said this statement our family we are appalled number one Alfred's sister number two it does not justify or rectify the truth behind Alfred's death we are yet relentless in our search for the truth and we are not looking for a scapegoat just to satisfy the minds of the people but we are going we are not going to stop pursuing justice true justice for Alfred Naeem Wright and that's just the honest truth because like I said they believe that Hagnot was just a scapegoat and regardless of his toxicology report you know he, yes, he had drugs in his system, but it's just some things just does not make sense. No, I have not ever been on drugs, but some things just doesn't make sense to me, and I stand on that statement. And that is pretty much the case of Alfred Wright. Shane was sentenced. I mean, he wasn't sentenced very long, <laughs> Shane was sentenced to 87 months in federal prison. <sighs> and that was pretty much the end of that for Shane. But that is this case of Alfred Wright, a man who, in my opinion, was murdered and it was covered up by drugs. And it's truly sad. Truly, truly sad. So guys, until the next episode, I will see you.